Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, hockey is starting, NBA upcoming, baseball playoffs soon as well. Plus, hey, the Ryder Cup so you can lay some money down on Team USA as well. 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. Betonline.ag is the website. Bet Online, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter, back with you, brought to you by our good friends at Bowers & Company CPAs, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Barks & Rec Doggy Daycare. Hey, if you're in and around Central New York, Route 11 in Cicero, it's the place to take your pup maybe for just a day while you're at work or perhaps on vacation for a couple-day mini-stay as well. It's an awesome place. Your pup will meet a ton of friends and have a ton of fun on the outdoor playground. They bring out the hose and the warm weather and all the rest, so make sure you bring your dog to Barks & Rec Doggy Daycare, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And a tip of the cap, thank you to Brewerton Ace Hardware, Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, CH Insurance, and Rosie's Corner. Stop by today, Route 11 in Brewerton, each and every day for pizza and wings and the comfort foods, including Wednesdays on uh, that day, they have chicken and biscuits. All right, let's recap Bills and Bengals. And if you're a Bills fan, how close are you? How close are you right now to asking yourself this question? Is this season over, right? Like I, I, I sat there at the end of the game, and the last thought I had, I always read some articles every single night I go to bed online. I usually read probably, I don't know, it depends on how tired I am. If I'm a, it's so exhausted, I usually read about three to five. If I'm at least a little bit more energetic and all the rest, I'll try to read five to seven as long as a few of them are kind of quick hit stuff, you know, like the bottom part of the athletic or my guy Bill Hoppy on the Buffalo hockey beat or something. And 
I had nothing left at the end of this game. I was done. I was sick and tired of focusing on it. I was also trying to read a book in between, you know, commercials and halftime. And before the game even started, I was back and forth, you know, on, on what to think about this game. Um, and I did finish my book, by the way. Uh, uh, so that was a good thing. And I, I think I'm up to like 25 or 30 already right on the year, but um, starting another one today. Um, but anyways, uh, it, it just, I was done. I, I couldn't read. I couldn't think anything besides, all right, I think I've gotten to the conclusion that this season might just be over. This is just who they are. You know, the offense is broken. The defense is left on the field too long. The defense can't stop third and longs. The, the Bills offense can't stay on the field, you know, uh, after third downs. Um, it's just not mixing correctly. The head coach is overwhelmed. So I'm going to go all over the place in this podcast, kind of bullet point type of stuff. You know, what I'm taking away from this loss, Bills, Bengals, all of that is coming up next, but right after this. ML Sports Platter brought to you by CH Insurance, Stanley Law Offices, and our good friends at Bonnet Sales and Service. Hey, free estimates available now if you're in and around Central New York in need of a garage door. Visit BonnetSalesAndService.com. Free estimates available right now. Route 11 in Central Square, and they will service you anywhere in the area for garage doors. Free estimates are available now with Bonnet Sales and Service, the official garage door company of the ML Sports Platter. All right, as I teased... A lot of places to go. There always are a lot of places to go at the end of an NFL game. First and foremost, this game starts and you're like, oh boy, this Bengals offense is starting to hum. When they get like this, quick snap, quick throw, quick snap, quick throw, quick snap, and you can't get to Burrow. And he's darting and he's throwing and he's involving everybody under the sun. I mean, everyone under the sun for a touchdown. It's mixing. It's it's some shotgun. It's under center. It's you know uh, Irv Smith getting involved in it. It's Higgins. It's Hudson. It's anybody besides Chase. You know, and you're like, oh god. But then the Bills get the ball, and the Bills take the ball right down the field. Seven plays, eight, uh, 85, 60, 85 yards, and in three fifteen, and. You're like, okay, here we go now, you know? Like, here we go right now. This is going to be a freaking shootout. Now, the immediate football fan would say that. But we know that defenses adjust. And McDermott's a defensive guy. And we knew we know that Lou Anaromo is a, a tremendous, tremendous defensive coordinator for the Bengals. I mean, this guy is one of the best defensive minds in football. He's a guy who understands, you know, technique, fundamental, how to adjust. And you knew that both NRMO and Lou NRMO and, and you know, McDermott were, were going to adjust. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. I mean, you knew it. Um, I think that, that in, in a way, um, the Bengals, because they scored first, you know, kind of were at a little bit of an advantage. Um, you know, because you're forcing Allen to then do Allen things and the Bengals, if they're ahead, they know with Anaromo and company defensively that there's going to be an eventual mistake somewhere. And for as much as I love Josh Allen, you can't make mistakes in this football game. 
So the Bengals get the ball back. And they go 11 plays, 69. I mean, it was a joke. It was a clinic. 528, they go right down the field. Same exact type thing, right? I mean, short pass, long pass, everybody involved. Mixon, Burrow, shotgun uh, from center, Hudson, Higgins, right? Like, everybody's getting involved. They take the lead 14-7. to Bills get the ball back. You're like, okay, got to score, got to score. They have to punt. You're like, all right, now I'm worried because what happens if the Bills go down a couple of scores? Well, you... Go back and forth that little bit type of a thing, right? The Bills' defense comes out. They get a huge stop with just under five minutes to go. And then Allen gets the ball, and you're like, okay, here we go. Take it down. Take it down. Throws the pick. <laughs> you, you can't do that. You, you, you can't throw that interception. Then a punt by the Bengals. The defense holds again. Then a punt by the Bills. Then the Bengals get the ball, and you're like, okay, these two teams just swung back and forth with an Allen interception mixed in there. The Bengals have to score again because their offense still, to me, looks so much better than Buffalo. Sure enough, they take it down seven plays, 45 yards, short field. And, you know, it's it's just these short passes. It's unbelievable blocking. It's Burrow getting the ball out quickly. You know, Jamar Chase had an, a, a great uh, catch in this one on this drive. Boyd's involved, right? Like, uh, you know, sample catches the ball, touchdown, and it's 21-7. You're like, oh boy. But then the half ends, and you're like, okay, but this is still a two-possession game. If Again, this is from a Bills perspective. And Arumo and McDermott are kind of throwing fisticuffs back at each other. The Bills get the ball to come out. You're like, all right, the defense showed that they can stop them. Both teams are kind of slowing the game down a little bit. This thing has a backyard alley brawl type feel to it for the second half. Sure enough, that's what happened. Both defensive minds came out, and they were really, really throwing it at the offenses. And the offenses kind of kept coming, trying to adjust, but then like they kept making mistakes. In fact, there were mistakes to the tune of, uh, in the second quarter, uh, excuse me, in the second half, the Bills, uh, there was a Bengal mistake, and I'm going to get that to a second in a second, but the Bills come out with, you know, guns a-blazing on offense, right? It's an 11-play, 58-yard drive. You're like, okay, and in the middle of this drive, I'm going, this is the Bills. Like, this is what Allen does. They need, a, they need a touchdown here. And it was short right to Diggs and an incompletion. Then a second down to Diggs for six yards. A third down, they convert it to Dalton Kincaid. Then on first down, you're like, oh my God, this is like, this is happening. Like, the rhythm and tempo is back, right? I mean, that first down where they came right out after they got the third down with the short right pass to Kincaid for nine yards, Allen goes right back to Kincaid for 11. <clears throat> you're like, yay, no James Cook sweep. Holy cow, right? Allen to Diggs, Allen to Cook, and they're moving, right? And then they have a second and two, and they get a first down, right? Um, With James Cook. Then it's first and 10. They throw it, love the call, incomplete though. Then Allen passes it short right, right to Cook <clears throat> for a yard. Not really a great play call. And then an incompletion to Gabe Davis. Should I also keep in mind uh, for you listeners that, um, or keep it in mind that, you know, Josh Allen had very, very little help last night from his offensive line. Spencer Brown was dominated. Uh, At times, the middle of the entire offensive line completely caved. Guys had missed assignments. You know, I didn't know where Sam Hubbard was. How do you not know where Sam Hubbard is? Um, You know, they were guessing on assignments. At times, they didn't have the right blocking. Uh, They didn't bring extra blockers many times. 
So, and I've been on a Twitter thing back and forth with a diehard Bills fan. I'm trying to tell them, like, the O-line has not been good this year. It's been okay. It's been a C. Remember the Pats game when Josh Allen was under duress for 42% of the time? Remember, and I know the Jets' defense is elite. I get it. I know that they went after Mahomes. I know they've gone after Allen. I know that they're unbelievable. It's an unbelievable defense. It is. However, like, another example is that, right? What about the Giants? The Bills couldn't block the Giants' defense. Look at the D-line and the linebackers. Go back and look at that tape. Go back and look at the linebackers and the D-line who hadn't really done tons before that game. The Bills' offensive line has been average. Average. They have had great spurts. They have had great spurts and great push and great drive during some drives, long drives. You know, the commander game, great, right? That was a great front, right? They did it against Max Crosby. There were questions with Spencer Brown against Crosby. He dominated them. But overall, big picture stuff, when you need constant consistency against really good teams, the offensive line, or even crap teams, the offensive line just hasn't been there. But it was still 21-10. They got a field goal. You're like, okay, they're still... I don't know, a whole quarter plus to go, even though the clock was moving really fast. And I'm going, oh boy, it's going to be one of these things where the Bills are going to like get the offense going again. And it's going to be too late. Well, <laughs> stand by. But the Bengals get the ball. And you're like, okay. They take it seven plays, 34 yards. Again, relatively short field, right? And you're like, this has got to be a situation where the Bills... They need another stop right away. They got to have a stop, right? And the Bengals convert a third down. And then it's third down and 11. Well, it was second and 10. And Burrow passed short left. It was a minus one uh, play. I didn't like that play call. And then all of a sudden on third down and long, Joe Burrow passed incomplete to Chase. And you're like, oh my gosh, like here we go, right? And then the Bills get the ball. They punt. Three plays, five yards. Like nothing. Like just a complete garbage deal. Garbage. I mean, horrible. Like they went three and out. You're like, dude, really? When you need it the most, like you're going to go three and out. Then the Bills defense gets put back on the field, right? And they force Cincinnati into first and 10, second, then second and five, right? Uh, there was a penalty on Dotson, I think. Um, or no, Dotson tackled him. That wasn't where the penalty on Dotson was. Um, second and five, they convert first and 10, first, second and 14, right after the loss. Poyer made a great play. Then it's third and six, and it was incomplete, and the Bills get the ball back yet again. You're like, okay. Now that brings me to the big drive. Big drive. The Bills get the ball back with plenty of time, right, in the third quarter, right? And back when I was talking about, you know, time left in a quarter plus with the clock ticking, it was still a quarter and, and literally like three-fourths of the third that was left at that time when they were just going back and forth again and nobody could like take it down the field. Like I said, the defenses adjusted and did their thing and made it a defensive game in the second half, which made it the score of 24 to 18 as opposed to, oh, I don't know, 41 to 38 after we saw the first drive by each team. The Bills get the ball. Allen, right? He runs ten yard, for 10 yards first down. They go short right to Kincaid for 11 yards. You're like, oh my God. <clears throat> Here they go again. First and 10, James Cook. Runs it for three yards. Didn't love the call. Didn't hate the call. Okay. Now you're in second and seven. They go right back to Cook with a short pass, which was a nice play call there. Third and one. You're like, all right. Here we go. Josh Allen for three yards, first down. Okay. We're getting close to the red zone. They're humming. Allen's running it. Cook's involved. It's not being overdone. 
Dorsey's getting it going. The rhythm, the tempo, everybody looks good. The faces look good as they run off to the sidelines. Josh Allen incomplete deep right. Allen scrambles left end for nine yards. Great play. Allen runs it for a yard for a first down. You're like, okay, first and 10, let's do this. They're at the 22-yard line of the Bengals. There is a whole quarter of football left. The Bills have all the momentum in the world. They are down 11. They are driving. The Bengals' defense is completely on its heels. This was actually a drive where the offensive line was awesome for the Bills. This might have been the best the offensive line played the entire game. Allen makes a quick read. He hits Kincaid. Beautiful play. You're like, okay, here he goes. And then he gets into this awkward, you know, sort of gymnast-type look. One hand down. Bengals coming from everywhere at him like Mad Hornets. At that point, it's an 11-yard gain. You're like, oh my God, yeah, he's first. Fumbles the ball. That play right there, you cannot have that in this game. You can't. Just like you can't have the Allen interception early in the game, you can't have this fumble right here. All of the air that was being filled up into the balloon was taken out. And at that point, I said, this game is over. That was the momentum right now. And then, and then, the Bengals get the ball back. They drive, take up five plus minutes on the clock and get a field goal. And in hilarious fashion, in hilarious Josh Allen fashion, where people like me and many people in Western New York and really Bill's Mafia throughout the country, you're like, yeah, two possession game, onto the Broncos next week. There's no way, I'm done. Maybe you went to bed. Maybe you weren't even up to see all this in the first place. I had to be because it was my job. I wouldn't have gone to bed anyway, trust me. Then what happens? Well, Josh Allen happens because of course Josh Allen happens because they're down 14 and don't ever tell this guy that the game is over. Don't ever do that. 12 plays, 75 yards, under five minutes, beautifully executed across the board. Allen was at the controls. Short left to Kincaid, bang, no huddle, boom. Allen runs it, seven yards, bang. Allen, short left to Shakir, they're humming, they're rolling, boom. Incomplete, no problem. Murray goes for two yards on third and one, they get it. I would have liked a pass there because, you know, again, Murray's in there late in the game. All those plays do is it's shorter yardage and you're running the clock. By the way, there was also a challenge that McDermott threw the flag for, trying to get, I believe, a completion. Um, It was kind of helter-skelter. I was doing a million things at the same time. There was not even conclusive evidence that that ball was up above the hand there. And what do you do? You have one timeout late in the game. Like, what? Again, horrible game management by Sean McDermott. He got outcoached again by Zach Taylor. Again. And I'm like, this this game is starting to feel like the Patriots game, just in a different way. The Patriots game, it took the Bills forever to get going offensively. They finally do. And then when they did, the defense was sent back out to make one drive stop. When the defense, again, has hung in there without Daquan Jones, without Trey White, without Matt Milano, right? Without Ed Oliver at times, with safeties that are a lot slower now and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, banged up corners across the board throwing guys in here and there. They're playing Taylor Rapp in Matt Milano's position on third down. The guy's a freaking safety. I mean, the defense is all over the place. It's a mess with these injuries. Von Miller is a non-factor. Greg Rousseau's inconsistent, right? AJ Epinesa shows up for a few downs and he's gone. This defense is all over the place. Tim Settle's a monster up the middle. He makes a play. They call a penalty on a simple tackle, right? Like these are the things the defense has been going through and yet they still give them a chance. That was the only drive. That's the only deep, the, the defensive Thing that pisses me off the most this year is that drive that they let Matt Jones in that awful offensive line with no weapons in Foxborough after you take the lead, drive right down the field. So back to this drive. Allen's humming. He scrambles for 11, right? Incomplete first and 10. Second and 10, he goes to Sherfield for nine. Third and one, 
Murray again, left guard, two yards, boom. They're humming. Allen pass to Shakir. Second and seven. Allen pass right to Murray, boom. And then third and one, right? Stefan Diggs pass from Josh Allen, 17 yards. Excuse me. I apologize. Hang on, I missed a couple of quickies here. Um, it was the no huddle shot. Oh, it was the second. Well, they went first and 10. Uh, let me back up here. First and 10, second and 10, third and one. Murray, um, for two yards. Allen, short, that's what it was. Allen hit short right to Shakir for three yards. And then uh, the no huddle shotgun, it was Allen on second down, uh, right to Murray uh, for six yards. Uh, and then obviously the Bills, you know, were able to uh, to get the touchdown. Um, and then they got the two-point conversion, which is just absolutely unbelievable. Uh, what an un... I mean, you want to talk about a redonkulous throw. A redonkulous throw by Josh Allen um, with with his two-point conversion. Um, it, it was just... It was insane. It was just absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. So Diggs passed from Josh Allen for 17 yards. Two-point conversion attempt. And... I just, I can't say enough about the throw. I just can't. It was an unbelievable, unbelievable throw. Right to the back of the end zone, tiptoeing digs, and the Bills are still somehow in the game. Barely. So at that point, you've got a digs touchdown, a digs two-point conversion. You're like, okay, you're like, you need a miracle. You need a strip. You need something to happen. Like, what's going on? And I stumbled around in that last drive there uh, because I was trying to figure out how far uh, that touchdown was. Um, and I thought I missed actually two plays on that last drive, but I, I didn't. It was the Shakir play that was another, again, just Allen was humming. He was going like crazy on that drive, trying to will his team to win. Um, it was it was a great first. I mean, I, I really thought that first down play kind of didn't have really a lot to it. Um, you know, that Shakir like, oh, three yards, and they really got to score quickly. It's going to get down under four. Uh, I was thinking that it was a different play to start the first down. I, I was thinking that it was the Allen play to Murray that was first down. And then the Diggs play, <clears throat> I was thinking Diggs had one catch before for his touchdown too. And so that last kind of bit, I was kind of foggy on. But anyways, Diggs gets the touchdown pass, 17 yards, boom. Then they get the two-pointer. You're like, okay, here we go. Like, what, what can they do anything? Is it possible, right? Like you're running out of time. You have the two-minute warning. You have, what, one timeout. Like you got to get a stop right away. And then the defense goes back on the field. And again, you're asking too much of them over and over again. First and 10, a 32-yard play, right? I mean, the defense goes out there and you can clearly tell they're gassed even after waiting after that long drive for the Bills on offense, right? Even waiting five minutes on the sideline, the Bills defense went out and was still like, oh my God, we have to do this again? Like to me, that's what I'd be doing if I were those dudes, man. You know, late in the game, oh, you just scored again? Nice. Well, where the hell have you been for three and a half quarters? Like that's what I would be saying if I'm all of these guys, Taron Johnson, if I'm uh, Terrell Bernard, if I'm whoever, like what the hell guys? It took you this long? What the hell, Dorsey and everybody else? And like, dude, Allen, you threw a pick and oh, Kincaid, you fumbled. And like, you guys screw up and your offensive, you know, this offensive line, this, I mean, they're not going to do that. They're not going to call them out, but like, it's the offense, offense, offense. It took, it takes them so long to get going. And there's, oh, there's fire and there's rhythm and there's tempo and there's this. And they're down six. They're only down six or three and a half, but guess what? Too little, too late. Because then the defense leaves people all over the place and the Bengals, hey, they're on the iPads too, right? There's chunk yardage across the board. You also gave five minutes, not only for the defense to rest, but for the the offense and Joe Burrow to prepare for the next drive. Remember, it goes both ways. Bang, 32-yard play. Yep, yep, there you go. First 10, right? Mixon, couple of yards, second down. Mixon, five yards. It's third and three. You're like, oh, oh, maybe, maybe. Nope, nope, nope. Five-yard gain, first down. See you later. 
Neil, 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 game over. It's the offense that's broken. McDermott is lost. He's overwhelmed. Burns a timeout on a stupid challenge. He's getting out coached by Zach Taylor. But at the end of the day, the defense, has McDermott done a great job? He has. He has, he has, he has. Daquan Jones injury, Trey White injury, Matt Milano injury, everybody else injured at times. A great job on defense overall. They've kept them in games. They've adjusted. They've gotten turnovers when they've needed it. They've spoon-fed the offense with extra opportunities. The offense is the issue. Rhythm, timing, tempo, whatever word you want to use, Allen throwing an interception, not getting a ground game going at all. There's no balance. When they get it going late, it's, you know, it's just, it's too late. And it's either the pack game where they come back and they take the lead and then the defense just collapses, right? Or it's they do what they did against the Bengals, but they're still down and it's too little too late. And you're asking the defense to do too much again. They still only had 68 yards on the ground and Josh Allen's back to being the leading rusher on the team. The offensive line is a C at best overall for the year with all the examples that I cited. So that's where we're at. I think the offense is broken. I think the offense is inconsistent, and I think that's the number one issue with where it starts, that I would go with McDermott and his game management, and that he's overwhelmed. He's handling HC and DC. I think he's maybe getting involved in the offensive stuff with playing the complimentary football stuff, which makes no sense. He's addressing the media with, like, complete garbage, with like, well, you know, I don't know why we didn't start this way. We, you know, we, we did start, then we went away from it, and, you know, and all, you know, they're still learning from it, everybody, and they're still doing this, and they're still doing that. But this team at the end of the day is five and four. They're one and three away, away from home. This team is ninth in the AFC. There's no excuse. Bean and McDermott, as Colin Cowherd would say, continue to not be able to get the offensive line straight, right? Like you're always good for a Josh Allen turnover. You're always good for a stupid fumble. You're always good for a stupid drop. You're always good for a stupid offensive lineman having a penalty. You're always good for a blown assignment. You're always good for 42% of, 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 of the game snaps being pressured like crazy and Josh Allen having no time see the Patriots game. This team has now lost a huge game against the Bengals where they could have righted a lot of the ship. They could have righted a lot of it. They have lost to the Jets and they've lost to New England in the division. They are 5-4. and four. They are 1-3 and three away. They have a Monday night game coming up with Denver and then the Jets. They have to win the next two games. If they somehow fall 1-2, of two, this season is completely, completely over. I'm not all the way there, but I'm really close. I'm really close. And now you look at it and go look at the AFC. Go look at the standings. Go look at what the records are. The AFC isn't as good as maybe we thought. We thought it was going to be an elite all-time situation, but it's still a lot of teams. There's just teams everywhere. Jets four and three, right? Dolphins six and three. Ravens seven and two. Five and three Steelers. Five and three Browns. Five and three Bengals. And they have the tiebreaker over the Bills. Jaguars six and two. Texans hanging around, right? The Bills are only one game better than the Raiders. They're only one game better than the Texans, folks. That's where we're at. And the Chiefs are seven and two, leading the way again. Shocking. That's where it is right now for the Bills, for me. ML Sports Platter brought to you by CH Insurance, Bonnet Sales and Service, Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf, and our great friend Brian Conboy at Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today at Mass Mutual. Boy, he has got his stuff together, and we are so thrilled that we have our financial plans in order with Brian Conboy on Facebook and LinkedIn, advisors.massmutual.com. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. This is John Serino at CH Insurance. Over the years, the Orange have set a great example of teamwork. It's what we strive for every day with our talented team, clients, and partners. Follow us on social media. Go SU, we're in your corner. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.